When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, this is Amir. And this is also Amir. And you are listening to the You Don't Love Me podcast. Life from the perspective of a gay South Asian married couple. Enjoy! Do you know what I love? What do you love? Is living in this great nation where I can have a curry and not be accused of racial stereotyping. Why? Because curry is the nation's favorite food. That's so true. However, take that the, fish the and chips. The nation's favorite food is curry. But see, I was talking about this with friends um, recently, and um, same friends I'm mentioning again. We were in Amsterdam. Okay. And one of them was like, "You know what? I never got like." When you go to work and they're like, oh, how did karma? Do you like, and they ask you as the brown person, oh, do you like karmas? And he's like, what's a karma? What's a yeah. this? What's a that? And he's like, it's just handy. It's just chicken. Yeah, I chicken think many of, the, many of the dishes were given names in order to make them more palatable oh, yeah. for the Western world. Or they were even invented for the Western world. But Ooh. poor things. That That's just the way that they're going to be able to engage with. What did you just say? Poor things. <laughs> Yeah, because they they, they want to be a part of it. They want to enjoy it. You know, so that's just a way of compartmentalizing you it. You are so interesting as a person. Really? Yeah, because you are the first to... Not the first, you, 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 you know what I'm like, right? Mm-hmm. I've ch- obviously, I'm such a good person. I've changed a lot. But there's essence, Humble. In, essence in me that will you know, still be there. You know, yeah. uh, little push. Provocator. Push, yes. push it. It's the provocator, yeah. Do you know what? I love you so much because you leave me to it now. Hmm. Why is that? Uh, well, because there's just no point fighting it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You pick your battles. I, I pick my battles well, mm. as well. Um, but like, I love you because you're like, but oh, then don't I, say that, don't do this. Yeah, and then I, you I, will say something <laughs> and go further. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. And, and, no. and no, 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 no. I'm not finished. I'm still dragging you. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, I don't know what I just did. Oh, no. And there's a lot you can get away with with a laugh and a smile. Oh, I know. Is what that, I'd that, say. But I, I do a lot of things with a laugh and a smile now. Yeah, and but you know, the thing is, like you kind of, in a subtle way, you can, you're able to get your point across. Or at the very least, you get people thinking, which is really, really important. But you know, in terms of you, um, I just let you be. Because I don't know, it's just no, I, I, I'm just like, let's just, you, you know, water finds its level. <laughs> do you know what, what, what I mean? What do you mean by that? Like there's a bit of turbulence, you know, the river's meandering. It'll find its level. I know how to level. do things now, though. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I yeah, yeah. I know how to do things um, in, in, a, in a... I know when I've got a point, I, I'm able to now... Oh God, let me start that again. Mm-hmm. So what I used to do when I was younger is just be very angry at the world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, blah, 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 blah. 
Mm-hmm. Now I'm able to, okay, take this in, stand, and then think. Mm-hmm. Which I was probably able to do before. Mm-hmm. I just didn't have the um, tools in my toolbox um, to enable me to do it fully. Yeah. Also, so, you're a bit of a Mr. Smarty Pants, aren't you? What do you mean? You're like, na la 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 la, I know you do <laughs> I'm I'm not like that. Yeah, I know you're not, but I'm just making I'm not, narr- I'm, not like I'm that. making narratives up, babe. I'm just trying like, to move this along. And, and I'm also very good at like not getting involved in stuff unless I know this stuff. Yes. You know, I don't pretend to know stuff. A lot yeah. of people do that. It's so weird, isn't like it? Like that time you told that woman to stop interrupting you on TV. Let's not talk about but, that. <laughs> but it's true though. Iconic she was. woman. Yeah, do you know what? I'm not her biggest fan. Anywho. No, I'm not. Because like I don't know, like she does this, I mean, people are so well planted where they need to be. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I think when it, especially when it comes to the media, everything's so carefully pruned and put together. And like, she was always um, designed as the complicit covert, um, uh, you know, mom of two, just drop the kids off to school. And I'm just like, yeah, I don't know what's happening. Do you know what I mean? And she goes on mum's net. But she... Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just going to say, but she represents a community. Yeah, she does. <clears throat> it's so intriguing. And she represents a community of uh, people who are at times quite bigoted, mm. I feel. But th- the reason why... And she may not even hold those views. But the reason... But she's in the business of opinions. Mm. So her being there, just like Piers Morgan, mm-hmm. means they will attract a certain type of person. And what I've learned this year is just how impressionable people are. Maybe even including myself, but I think I am somebody who pauses, reflects, and ensures that he's not rushed into a decision, whereas other people don't have the time. And that's why social media thrives, is because, oh, don't have time to um, research the facts, I'm just going to spew my hate here and go. Do you know what I mean? A headline, a click. Exactly. Um, So That's all that matters. And I think that's one of the reasons why I have a disconnect with her. And people are probably wondering who we're talking about. I can't remember her name. That's the reality of it. But... um, the the it's the whole insincerity i'm not a big fan of insincerity and it's like you know you're so manufactured you've been placed here to hold particular viewpoints and support them in such a covert way and you know uh, pop off work we've all got children to raise we do hmm? well we don't i do you don't know about them oh my god callum and felicity Callum and Felicity. No, those are Bushra's kids. Okay. Bushra's a very good mother to Callum and Felicity, yes. Are you what kids now, bitch? Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Go on. How many what, joking. Show me. You look really cute today, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you look so vulnerable in your in your shawl and you're just like, mm, yeah, it's a cute. your t-shirt Will you give me. Yeah. It's your t-shirt. Yeah, it is. It is my t-shirt, yeah. Oh, I'm a thief. No, you're not. I'm I give you it. I'm joking. <laughs> but yeah. But, oh, unless I'm wrong, you know, maybe she's a lovely person, I'm sure, but you know, whatever. Thank you for that. Yeah, you're welcome. That was a great TED Talk. Welcome, guys, to the <laughs> You Don't Love Me Boys podcast. We are charged, energized, and ready to slay the day, hunty. Mama boots tea the house down, sis. You know what? Yeah. I feel like we're always ready to slay the day, to be honest. Yeah, I think... Where does that come from? Well, we've done this enough times to know what it entails. What do you mean, life? No, podcasting, bitch. Oh. No, I mean like... Because it's exhausting. I'm like, talking what? about the day in general. I feel like we're always ready to eat it up. Well, I think you kind of... I think it's an age thing. You get to a point where you're like, oh, the days don't just go on forever. That's just an expression. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, 
when I was in my 20s, it was like, oh, yeah, I'll happen. And it's like, oh, wait, the day turned into months and weeks. And oh, and I think me probably more than you, to be honest with you. I think you are somebody who's all, who's like pretty much always sees the day in the moment. Yeah. I, I, I've kind of gone, oh, well, I guess I'll diet begins next month. Do you know what I mean? It was very that. But I think now... Um, not that I'm doing any better on the diet front, but like in terms of life in general, I'm like, I, I think for me, the transformative time was when I um, was at a sales conference when I used to work for a pharmaceutical company and they referred to um, a year as a jar with 12 balls. And um, we were in January and just it was a January sales conference. And they were like, yeah, you only got 11 left. And it was like, oh, we only have 12 balls. And then when you break it down, it's like, you know, yeah, balls, I know. <laughs> but then when you break it down, it's like, oh, but, you know, the, the seconds and days and blah, blah, blah. But it all just, time doesn't stop for anyone. And it can um, pass you by. And oh, then also, massively and then es especially like when you are working in the entertainment world, for mm. example, you know, opportunities are finite whether you create them for yourself or whether you pursue them. Yes, you can, when you create them for yourself, it's better, but, you know, it, or it can be good, but there's a higher risk element attached to it. But um, my, my point is, you don't need to be competitive with somebody else, but just know that every day you're contemplating it, somebody who's half as good as you is already doing it. Is already doing it. Or they, you know, the uh, um, person you want to email, they've already emailed them. The, and I'm beginning to realize it more now that I'm doing a little bit more networking. I'm like, oh, we all are after the a similar thing, you know, in a way. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And that's absolutely fine. You know, like I say, water finds its level. We'll all find our place. But and that really does push me forward because I'm like, I can't let time pass me by anymore. I've wasted enough time. That's that's so interesting you say that because um, I, I find. I used to not anymore get frustrated with people, I guess, around me that let time pass them by. I don't get frustrated with anyone anymore because I'm like, everyone's on their own trajectory and just for my own mental, you know, peace of mind. Oh, of but course. I now sit back and I'm like really intrigued because, you know, for myself personally, this is not you or anyone. For me, I'm, I'm really happy in my life. I'm mm -hmm. really settled and I'm kind of living my dream. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, sure. I'm, I'm doing the work that I want to do. Um, I'm living the healthy lifestyle as much as I can. I, I love my I, I love my routine. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I I love the journey that we are on with Bushra. I I love doing the podcast. I you know I've got some great friends around me. Yeah, and I, I do I, I I like I like my my thing that I do. So I'll, you know it's it's a really good time to reflect. And I like to sit back and I do look at people and I'm like, wow, it, it's just so intriguing to hear like you s people say. I'm going to, I want to do this and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And then, you know, you know what I'm like and uh, people jo joke about this. Yeah. Oh, well, you, you've already got me booked on this. Yeah. yeah, blah, yeah. Blah, blah. It's so funny. Yeah. Because my brain is like, oh, wow, that sounds incredible. Um, and I do have an abundance of um, mental and emotional capacity in my life for the mm -hmm. first time, probably, mm -hmm. where I'm able to say, is there anything I can do to help you? Or mm -hmm. have you thought about doing this? Or, for example, I've gained the experience to know what the pitfalls are in a lot of things mm -hmm. or what will be successful. So I'm happy to help people and guide people. I, I love, you know, it's part of my purpose on this planet. That's why I went to teaching, you know, sure. it's to help. So it's interesting watching people not do it. And it, it it's intriguing to me because I'm like, oh, but you're saying you want to do this, but you're not doing anything to get there or you'll do something 
and really what you're not realizing or realizing is what you're doing is the one percent not a hundred mm. you know it's like oh my god you know i sent one email about this i'm like oh honey like really like i've sat there and yeah. sent uh, many of email i've sat there and done this and it's like come on like everyone has the power um in them to be a, be what they want to be it's crazy everybody has the power yeah and there's enough space and room for everyone but i guess on the flip side of that it's you know people that letting their inner sabotage get the better of them yeah everybody has the potential to be the superstar in their own lives and that's what matters the most you know so it's, it's about you and your own journey but i think sometimes when people have said that to you it's probably because they want to impress you Mm. And they don't want to be seen for who they think they are, <clears throat> which might be an underachiever, maybe a little bit lost in their ways. And so what they're doing is they're saying it to sort of please you. But then also what I've uh, realized is that people do it to almost recreate trauma. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and that's not like I'm not dragging them for it. It's just because it's a familiar territory for them. You know, say, for example, if you've had parents who have been constantly underwhelmed by you, you're going to become disenfranchised because you're like, nothing I do is good enough for them. Mm. You know, <clears throat> and growing up, uh, you know, before I used to think it's pathetic and it's, you know, needy or whatever, but I, I don't think it is that anymore. I think it's just not normal and natural to have the validation of your elders, which is your parents, no, because yeah, they're the ones who brought you into the world and they are your parameter of what is correct, right? Mm -hmm. So you want their validation, you do want their approval, and when you never get it, it's like, oh, well, I'm never going to be good enough. So then uh, you in order to gain their approval, you say and do the things that you want them to hear. I've been there. I've been there with my parents when I said to my mom, oh yeah, I want to be a brain surgeon. Didn't have a clue what a brain surgeon was at the age of nine. Please, I wanted to be, you know, the next Eshwarya Rai or Madhuri Dixit or, you know, um, celebrity, Bollywood actor. Um, so you end up recreating that scenario with people that you meet. Or the mm. people that remind you of your parents or somebody who's an elder or somebody who's in a position of um, authority or knowledge. So you're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this. It's like, say, for example, with you, you're on, you know, you you take, you love fitness, you love going to the gym and stuff. I think you'll probably end up attracting people who constantly talk to you about their fitness or they want to engage with you on fitness. I don't think they have any intention of doing anything about no, where they are. Times. Yeah, they, they, they have no... Stay in their struggle. Well, stay in their struggle or they are just happy and content with who they are, which Ooh, is absolutely that's, fine. That's fine. Which is absolutely fine, but they feel the need to say something and or make a comment because that is what they're accustomed to. And so it's like, I need to say this in order to gain this individual's approval because that's all what I've done all my life. But I think the most powerful person is the one who is content with who they are. Oh, 100%. Do you know what I mean? I'm a part, uh, Yeah, I, I, I do get people wanting to connect with me on fitness yeah. that are not necessarily into fitness. And yeah. And, and I think... You know, a, a, a few people that, you know, I follow online and, you know, they follow me or whatever on Twitter and stuff or even in real life. I think sometimes now maybe I've changed my responses. Mm -hmm. They get they get surprised at my um, responses now. Mm. So, for example, you know, years ago, I'd be like, do this and do this and I'll help you this and this, 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 this. And now it's kind of like, mm, well, I everything is about working on the mind for me, which is true. Mm-hmm. And um, as long as you are happy in what you're doing and find exercise that you like, mm -hmm. go for it. Because mm -hmm. I, my fitness thing is completely separate and I don't judge people on if they 
are going to the gym four times a week like me no. or if they are eating like me that's not my that's not how i judge people what you've then done is decide how i'm going to judge you mm-hmm. you've decided that i haven't decided that Mama, i don't give a shit yeah. i could care less uh, i could not care fucking less how much pizza you're going to eat yeah. or how many times you're going to do x y and z oh i'll say to him i've got a personal trainer i've got an online personal trainer mm. um get one <laughs> but that's the truth game changer and, I, and, I, I need that and talk about you know being in the present moment and the power of now you know being content with yourself doesn't mean lying to yourself and saying i'm perfect it's about being oh, in the present is. moment it's about being in the present moment having an awareness of who you are and mm. where you're at and being happy with n- having that knowledge do you know what i mean i think that can be quite powerful rather than um I don't know, just being down on yourself. No, no, completely true. And the thing is, you shouldn't be down on yourself. You should be obviously happy with yourself. And then look at things. This is what it is about being present. When you are present, you're able to pull focus on everything that's good and bad and et cetera, et cetera. So you can sit there like, oh, okay, I love all this about myself. All this is going great. Ooh, what would I, what would I, what do I want? Mm. And it might be one little thing you want. And be like, okay, mm. great. I want to get fitter. Or mm-hmm. I want to be a little happier or mm-hmm. I want to, you know, do X, Y, and Z. And then it's about, okay, what can I do to do that? And take the steps back. Mm-hmm. And I will say, write it down and be like, okay, to do this, I need to do this. For me, like um, a, a lot of my upbringing was uh, a lot of anger and mm-hmm. that developed a lot of stress in my adulthood. Mm-hmm. You know, you know how I stressed said. Mm-hmm. Huge, hugely stressed out, like not sleeping, just terrible always in knots and i don't mean like you know every yeah. so often all the time you know my shoulders my necks all the time not like once or twice a year so i was like i need to really sit down and think okay this needs to change a lot of people don't want to change their thing though you well, know it's, so they it's get, because it becomes, becomes familiar identi- yeah it becomes familiar and a part of their identity mm-hmm. and i'm like no mama i can't become like you know family members and carrying the stress so i was like okay i need to do this and you have to get into routine, like where it's med- meditating, walking, reading the self-help books, listening to the podcast I listen to, getting therapy, all this stuff. I'm like, you know what I'm doing right now? I'm working really hard on making sure I never go back there. It's a mm. daily practice. That That is a true daily practice, you know? Sure. And yeah, it's hard work. It's really fucking hard. Oh my God. It's, it's really hard. And guess what I find? A lot of people know what it takes to change their life, but they won't do it. Yeah. 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 And they assume that you care, like, about it. But I'm like, no, 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 you do you. Yeah. It's good. Like, you do you. Yeah. You gotta... Yeah. It's, um... It, yeah. It's a tough one, isn't it? Go on, what were you going to say? <laughs> no, I was just going to say, it's a tough one. Yeah, you... It, yeah, you keep people, saying yeah, babe. <laughs> people can end up in a cycle. Um, I feel like you want to say something, but you know, can not. be a talk. To- oh, girl, you know what I'm like. Just, just say what, say what you're feeling. No, it's it's that it's that toxic cycle. You kind of almost want, <laughs> you kind of almost want to shake the person and be like, "What are you doing?" It's Wake the same up. thing. Okay, today, and you know, I'm not perfect. I do. The, I'm a girl. I'm definitely not perfect, no, but please. I think um, it definitely the healing process definitely starts with having an awareness. You know, mm-hmm. having an awareness and being in in the now and being in the present moment. I think that 
we are all in the present moment. I think we are in the present moment, but we the but the amount of time we spend in the present moment is fleeting and it is constantly reducing these days, you know, because mm. there's so many distractions out there that enable you to not be in the present moment and they enable you to escape. They're literally everywhere. Food, excess food, excess drink, um excessive entertainment um hardcore synthetic drugs they're all there to numb your mind mm -hmm. for you to escape where you're at right now mm -hmm. that's what they do that does more harm in the long term than benefit mm. you know a lot of it i think a lot of the healing process is about centering yourself and being in the present moment and it can be so uncomfortable it can it, because it kind of almost goes against your evolutionary response which is like fight or flight right and it's like oh i'm gonna have to confront all these demons that i have deep inside like i remember when i first went into therapy and i just blurted everything out i was like am i a bad person for leaving my family was i even thrown out you know, uh, is is this like correct? Yeah, 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 hundred percent. You know, did this even happen? Were my parents like this? Am I terrible for thinking like this? Um, who's in the right? Who's in the wrong? I feel so much anger. I just don't want this pain anymore. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But I was only able to acknowledge that when I was in the present moment, when I was feeling those emotions. You know, I didn't feel them every time I used to go out pissed drunk and going, yeah, my parents kicked me out. Oh, they don't give a shit. Yes, this faggot, who cares? Yeah. Let's have a few drinks. Do you know what I mean? And there's people who do that and then they go, let's shoot up with something or their, you know, always food or whatever your poison is. Um, but yeah, the, you have to kind of, uh, it's one of the reasons why I don't drink anymore. I just find it quite numbing. So I'm like, take that away. Yeah. And... Um, and that's why sometimes I dread the gym sometimes because one of my coping mechanisms is comedy. And when I'm at the gym, nothing's fucking funny, bitch. <laughs> Nobody's listening to my jokes. Uh, and actually, that's one of the reasons why I start getting shook at the gym because I do an exercise and it'd be tough. And then instantly something traumatic would come into my head. And I'm like, fuck, yeah, that did actually happen. Yeah. And it was almost like um, a snap, like it. an elastic band snapping in my yeah. brain. I was like, oh, and then, you know, I had to deal with that kind of thing. And now I kind of center myself and deal with that self-inflicted adversity. Yes, self-inflicted. <laughs> For the greater good. Yeah. Mm. Any Hoselbees, I wanted to tell you something. And that's, I'm going to be vulnerable and come out and say, I've never said it before. Oh. I hate RuPaul. Oh, fuck off. I, no, I hate RuPaul. And I'm going to tell you why I hate RuPaul. But before I do that, we're going to take a break. Okay. We're going to take a break, guys. And we will be back right after this. And we are back. Do you know what? I've changed my mind. Go on. I love RuPaul. <laughs> <laughs> but we are going to be really talking. You really wanted that suspenseful moment. I did, I did. Listen, clickbait. We have to do it now. RuPaul's a motherfucking icon. He's a motherfucker. Like, if you want to look up the definition of icon in the dictionary, it says RuPaul next to it. Tell me why we are kissing RuPaul's ass today. Is well, it because I'm not on Drag Race and I want to get on? <laughs> is that what it is? No. Okay. Um, well, yes, but yes and. Well, yes we have to give the haters yes something. Yes and. Yeah. I'm just, yeah. So, I'm just sucking the white man's dick, yeah. remember? Oh, <laughs> well, he's not white. Well, oh, yeah, that's true. But do you know what? Those are two separate sentences. <laughs> <laughs> um... 
because RuPaul is incredible, and mm. you know, hopefully, this is it will be still relevant when the podcast is out, darling, because it'll always be relevant in time stamped history. Mm-hmm. Um, because people are coming for RuPaul. But why, why? Why bother? So there's a lot of discourse at the moment, isn't there, uh, around uh, drag artists, drag artists performing. Mm-hmm. Um, I suppose maybe it might be worth starting there. Should we talk a little bit yeah, about go what's going on? Because currently, I believe there's a piece of legislation that's passed in Tennessee that prohibits drag artists from performing in public buildings, and I think um, there's a load of other bills, hundreds, in fact, that. Um, are potentially being introduced, some of which allude to drag entertainment being labelled as adult entertainment and therefore it's helping build a narrative that drag is dangerous for children. Yeah. So that is something that will affect everybody. Um, And uh, unfortunately, when America sneezes, the UK catches a cold, you know? So mm. we, are, we are already beginning to see certain things happen here. I've heard of drug artists being attacked on um, the streets or be having verbal abuse hurled at them. Not phys- I haven't heard of any physical attacks, but, you know, um, verbally being attacked. And um, some news outlets have um, grabbed, uh, headli- have put out headlines about um, drug entertainment being adult entertainment, etc., so that's what's happening right now. And so it feels like as if the queer community is under attack and there is criticism that RuPaul isn't doing anything about it. Now, I think if, with regards to drag entertainment, um, it's a difficult one because I think w- one of the reasons why we're experiencing this backlash is because it f- it feels to people as if drag is you know, drag in front of children is just too revolutionary. I think there is an element of that. It's like, oh, it's happening. Things are happening too fast. What's going on? This is terrible. This is deviant. They think of this, you know, anything that's new, that's always the case, right? But then also, I think um, it's a very um, covert and sophisticated attack on the LGBT community because drag artists are often north stars for people but they are also pillars of the community um and i've realized that as i've become a drag artist people do really look to see what you're doing what your opinion is what your viewpoint is because you are literally putting your neck out uh, uh, on the line uh, oftentimes when you're performing and you're you're out there right so people do kind of see as to what you're doing so i think when you take down drug artists, then you can start picking apart the rest, mm-hmm. you know? It's this unraveling. And I think there's people who feel that they are not being supported in their struggle right now. So everybody's turning to the women who come to Hindus and everybody who comes to the shows. It's like, we're being attacked right now. Why aren't you supporting us? And obviously, all roads of hate lead to RuPaul. So now there is this conjecture that RuPaul is not saying anything and the franchise isn't saying anything and um RuPaul doesn't give a shit about drag yeah so I'll pause there in case you want to say anything about what's going on with the whole drag discourse um no I don't really yeah yeah Um, yeah, yeah. sure yeah (laughs) you've said it yeah 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 I, I think it's something that will pass personally I think it'll you know, in terms of gay rights and, and, and LGBT plus rights, it it always peaks and troughs. 
So we might be heading towards a mini trough and then it'll peak again because, um, I mean, my, my shows are adult only. I, where, where, where I perform is always adult only and my own shows that I produce are always 18 plus and it's because, not because I'm crass or I'm adult themed or, or just that, it's because I would like to have the freedom to say whatever I want to say Some and do. Piece. Do you know what I mean? I think there are many drag artists out there who are bona fide uh, children and children's entertainers. But load the shows, like... Regardless yeah. of drag at 18 plus. I think shows. my my com- <laughs> my comfort level is, uh, you know, growing up when I used to see children's uh, TV presenters, that is the only capacity that I felt comfortable in seeing them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that is the only capacity that we would see them in. And then obviously when we were adults, we <laughs> would see them on Strictly Come Dancing or, you know, being adults and stuff. But I think there might be like a, con- I'm sh- pretty sure there probably is some sort of contractual thing to say, you're a kid's TV presenter stay a kid's TV presenter. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think drag um, is regulated in some uh, ways. In some ways, it really isn't uh, regulated. And and in some ways, it can't be because, like, you know, we are those um, lighthouses that remind people not to take life too seriously. But I think, you know, if you're a children's entertainer, so long as you are, so long as you are suitable across board, do you know what I mean? You got your CRB checked on and you're insured and all that jazz. I think you know, it's absolutely fine. You're no different to any other performer and entertainer. Clowns. Um, but also <laughs> what you have to remember is that like parents bring them. Like I can't tell you the number of times I've had emails saying I've got kids and they're 16 and they'll come with me and they'll be perfectly fine. You know, I, I did one show and there was a child there and I said, you need to leave. And they were like, oh, no, no, we haven't bought tickets. We're just finishing off our meal or whatever. And I was like, I don't give a shit, bitch. Like, <laughs> you need to leave. <laughs> pack, it, uh, pack it up and go. Well, call me. <laughs> but you're right. Uh, you, you know, because it's not your, it's not a place for you. But, the, you know, like Mrs. Kasha Davis, she does it so well. You know, when she, yeah, she she's invested a lot of time and money into performing for children. And when I see clips, they're so cool. You know, do you know what I mean? That's really, really amazing. And she can bring much light into these yeah. kids' worlds. And I've done a, a, a little bit of stuff for children. Yes, I've right. never I've never really like worked worked with children per se, I think maybe apart from once in drag, but uh, um but I have done stuff for children in the past and um it's nice, you know, it, it, it's absolutely fine. I, I'm not somebody who's like actively looking to work with children. No. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm not but if the money is there. But if if the money is there and right. if it's appropriate yeah. and if it's right, then yeah, and you can sure. Then then of course I can do it. Or but I'll just pass it on to someone else. Yeah, or I'll just pass it on to someone else. But then you know, I think it's just a, a load of unnecessary discourse because it paints drag artists as these um deviant uh, adult men in wigs and it's so dangerous. But guess what? Like these parents are bringing them over. Don't. This is what's really funny. It's Don't. Like, it's the parents' discretion. Yeah, and also, what are baby beauty pageants? You want to talk Ooh, creepiness? Geez. You want to talk creepy weirdness? That's what. That's the real drag shows that you want to avoid. Tiny little children dressed like provocative adults. That is mm. disgusting, and that is wrong. But no, toddler pageants are perfectly fine. Mm. I think the reason why for myself, I've apart from the stuff I'm going to say about RuPaul who has been amazing, um, I've stayed clear of this discourse mm. hard um, for my own well, mental well-being. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, sure. But um, also because um, I feel like this discourse be- for myself can become easily overwhelming mm. because once you start, okay, you, you're picking apart the drag, right? Once you start that, you just mentioned beauty pageants, right? That's mm-hmm. one of 
probably hundreds and thousands mm-hmm. of other things that you could mention. Mm-hmm. So this sure. is why I've steered you some gladiators. No, but do you see why I've steered, WWE? Yeah, but do you see why yeah. I steer clear of it? Because mm-hmm. I'm like, no, it's gonna be too overwhelming, and mm-hmm. I'm not gonna be able. To, I know what my brain's like, so I need to be good to it. Sure, and I, I'm not gonna be able to keep up with the discourse of it because, oh my god, I'm literally overwhelmed now. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's too much. The, and, the and, show and all of it is, it's not gonna get. It's yeah. not gonna go anywhere. It, it, you know, can I say something? It, it's it's too little, too late. Yeah, too little, too late. They've got elections coming around next year. Come next year, everybody would have forgotten about it, and everything will go back to normal. Like it, this happens all the time, and it happened during LGBT History Month. Surprise, surprise. Guess what, people? Can I let you in on another secret? Yeah. Well, I said secret in the last podcast. Even though a lot of you are attacking RuPaul. Guess what? RuPaul's taken the drag thing so far. It can't yeah. be reversed. Yeah. It's gone too far. Now, what's the worst case scenario, I think, in my head? Drag is banned across the whole world. First of all, drag isn't allowed to happen in some nations anyway. Yeah. Um. So where's your concern there? Yeah. Right, let me just say. But let, drag is banned across the whole world. It's done. There's going to be riots. Are you kidding me? Drag is so everywhere i mean drag is part of british culture literally though right from the times of shakespeare you know <laughs> like delete drag it. is i mean it's literally shakespearean <laughs> isn't it dressed as a girl like drag is that's, so no, that's where it comes yeah, from yeah, yeah. It? it's yeah. so um essential to british culture yeah like uh, and uh, yeah british culture yeah british culture british art it's it's heavily ingrained and embellished in it and if you're trying to stifle it, then you're trying to stifle a part of British culture. What are you going to take away next? Curry? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Let's let's just ban chicken korma. Oh, it's just all a bit How about silly. that, Josephine? It's all a bit silly. Let's just ban chicken korma. But I, I do have a bone to pick. Go on. Um, I have a bone to pick on this um, attack on RuPaul. And yes, this is the part where I like say my little things and he lets me say these things and whatever. I'm finding it very intriguing that a certain demographic of, of um, the gay community, mm-hmm. um, I'm not going to mention what certain demographic because okay. they're not all the same, mm-hmm. you know, have this massive attack on RuPaul. Um, RuPaul, what are you doing? Why are you not speaking out? Well, RuPaul doesn't give a shit. Blah, blah, blah. And you know what? I actually wrote a few things down when I was thinking about this. You know, I like to do this mm-hmm. because I think facts can be good as well. Okay. Um, on stuff, but I say that, but it's my opinions really <laughs> as well. So I, I did actually, I'm going to recommend everyone to actually watch this. I've watched it a few times and I want to watch it again. And it's 10% Happier and RuPaul and Dan Harris on YouTube. The reason why I'm going to recommend that because it'll help you understand the person a lot more, you know, and how spiritually connected they are to the world. I also want to make a point on social media activism, boring Raising awareness. Like, honestly, where are we at? Young kids, wake up. Social media activism is this new thing where you tweet something and you think you've done some help in the world. You ain't doing shit. Raising awareness. Take it from someone that's been there and thinking, you know, doing this is... No. No, the activism is... Yeah, raising awareness. Why do you keep saying that? Tell everyone. (laughs) Because this is a TikTok um, artist. One of the few people on TikTok that are actually artists. <laughs> Cancel me. No, but um, they made this really funny um, thing where they were pretending to be an influencer. And they're like, I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to raise awareness, which means somebody else can do something. Raising awareness. Are you aware? Because I'm raising awareness. And it's like, you're just doing stuff for the sake. You know, it's like when people are like, oh, you're not posting enough about this. And it's like, well... 
you know, the impact of that is somewhat negligible. In very rare instances, has the power of social media changed something um, on a societal level? Mm-hmm. It, like, in, because because so much is pumped out, people have forgotten by the next it, day, it, it the next on. hour, everything moves on. Yeah, what happened to the uproar of... Um, oh. First of all, hello to our Qatar listeners, because we are chatting over there. Hello. What happened to the uproar of all the people against Qatar World Cup and LGBT rights? So what have they done for LGBT well, haven't rights? Haven't you heard, babe? What we've have saved you? the gays. Oh, yeah, have they? We've, we've liberated oh the gays God. from Qatar. Do you know what? All, everyone listening in Qatar, we fucking love you. <laughs> hey of girl. course we do. Hey, girl. Hey. We're, we're everywhere. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? You know what? I don't need those shitty notes. I'm going to tell you <laughs> the team. RuPaul is a motherfucking icon. Right. Mm-hmm. The reason why RuPaul is an icon because he he is literally a normal human. He came from nothing. He had a really shit upbringing and a really shit life. And being being gay and black aside, he had it hard. Right. Mm-hmm. The the gay thing is probably the last thing on the list for him. You know, being black growing up in America. Yeah, must but have been even so. And he said it in ten percent happy. He said the gay thing was like the last. Role. Yeah, but even with being sorry to interrupt your monologue, but even with being. <laughs> 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 even with him being black it was it was at an intersectionality because mm. i think he's like part polynesian part creole like there, there so is a real him. mix there yes mm. and so there was a little bit of discourse in that regard as well because like i believe he looked slightly yeah. differently as well so like yes he was black but like mm. he was a very unique blend of um ethnic backgrounds cool anyway there's a reason we call him mother Right. There's a reason he literally has changed the trajectory of queer people in the whole world. He saw beyond the matrix. So what the world was really like, he was like, I want to be untethered. I don't want to be a part of this mess. He created himself to be this black gay ass superhero, super drag queen who guess what made it fucking huge. And from the 90s onwards, has been pushing. This person has marched, marched against the KKK, for example, right? This person has politicians coming on his show. He has figured out how to make a difference because a lot of things don't make a difference that people do. He's figured out how to maneuver in this society and he knows how far he can push things um, to make a difference. Also, are we really going to doubt if this person, the motherfucking drag queen of the universe gives a shit about drag. I mean, look what he's created. This He, he talks about the pendulum swinging. It's always going to swing. This is why there's such a push on getting drag and drag race in every fucking nation we can possibly get it in because it's going to be, it's gone too far and it's going to be too late and it represents queer culture and it actually showcases maybe one of the first times, I don't know, for me anyway, showcasing, you know, queer people in a good light as in, we get the lights and the darks of a person. We get the happiness. We get the joy. We get to have stories. We get to connect. We get to see creative people in a professional capacity. That's what we're seeing. This ain't no X Factor. This mm-hmm. ain't no pop idol. This ain't no shit like that. Mm-hmm. This is this is a, a magical platform. Go and use it. RuPaul isn't there to say, I'm going to hold your hand forever and do it. No, no. RuPaul's there to say, go and make your own star. Mm-hmm. Go and do it. But I'm going off the point a bit anyway. But yeah, RuPaul, <laughs> coming for RuPaul is the most ridiculous, stupid thing. And for me, it's so heavily rooted in racism that I don't think a lot of these people even recognize that they have th- mm. this level of racism. It's so ingrained in them. There's a lot of unlearning to do that I don't think will ever be done. This is why for me, 
yeah, education, education, education. I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm just going to do my own thing <laughs> and live my own life. But yeah. coming for RuPaul um, over this is probably the most ridiculous and stupid thing you can do. And I see people say, well, he's just a typical cis man. I'm like, well, you kind of just negating and ignoring the fact he's a, a black gay man that has been on this planet for over 60 years, thinking about what he's seen and lived through and what he's fought for. Do you know what I say to RuPaul? Who works hard enough doing what in what doing what you're doing? His existence, his existence alone is one of the biggest protests our queer community has had. He has probably done more for our community than most people ever have. It is crazy what what he's done, and he's he's cracked the code and he's figured it out. So attacking him says a lot more about you, Mr. Max. Sorry, <laughs> that's the drag queen that, that did it. It's like, they're not speaking out. What are you doing? You're typing on a keyboard. All this motherfucker is filming show after show after show after show after show, platforming more drag artists and platforming more and platforming more and producing well, more. Well, apparently he's given, uh, it, it says it in his uh, 1998 autobiography, or was it the one of the later ones? Like, he's like, if I'm not wrong, if I'm not very much mistaken, he's like raised millions for um, queer causes. Well, I believe so. There's that. a lot of there's a lot of stuff, and then also I think because of how um, small our queer community is in comparison to the greater population, we have this warped sense of perception as to who RuPaul is because it's like, oh, he's just for us. No, but he's actually he's, he's actually a full on mainstream star, he's mainstream an artist, and there's many. Um, mainstream artists who have their own foundations through which they do work without us ever having uh, to know about it and you know there's the, uh, you you wouldn't I wouldn't even be surprised if he's walking down the um, corridors of Capitol Hill building with a binder full of things that he needs to talk about do you know what I mean how is it that like Nancy Pelosi literally like do you know what I mean former speaker of the house how is it that that bitch was like yeah I'll come on your show you know how busy she is? How? how? It's because of shit like that. Fucking Prime Minister of Canada. Yeah, it's how? not, it's not, how? it's not, it's not easy. And um, I think... Um, also, let me just say one yeah, thing. Go on. um, it's because with this generation coming through social media activism or whatever, they are obsessed with, if you do something, you need to tell everyone that you're doing it. I was just going to say, a lot of it, from that school. a lot of it, so this is my take on it. The first is... I think with um, RuPaul allegedly not doing enough, I think that helps perpetuate a story of somebody who's made it and is selfish and does not care for anybody else but himself and mm -hmm. money. I think in order to paint a, a picture of somebody um, as such helps you be comfortable in your own skin and the person that you probably are is somebody who's really sad, really disillusioned and who just um, believes that if you've made it, then you must be a horrible person kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? It makes you feel better about so yourself. True. It may also be that you're, you are affected by these issues and you are really disenfranchised, et cetera, et cetera. I have to say right now, nothing's changed right now. Drag shows are happening as normal in this country. Yeah, yeah. Literally nothing has changed. You know, break it down for a second. At, at, this, at the time of recording, a bill has been introduced in Tennessee that's banning drag shows in certain capacities, but it's not completely banned. Like, that yeah. is where we're at yeah. right now. 
So I think at this moment in time, uh, you know, enlisting the services uh, services of RuPaul is not nothing more than self-serving activism. Mm. All what you care about is your own ego and for you to be seen yourself. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I'm the one who took down RuPaul. And can I say something? These are the, you know, there's somebody saying, oh yeah, Paramount Plus are quiet and VH1 are quiet and, you know, BBC, oh actually nobody mentioned the BBC, but like, you know, the BBC are quiet. I might as well throw that one in. And it's like, okay, well there's several things on that. Like, you lot are the same people that were like, oh, nobody was watching Drag Race anymore. Uh, it's done. Uh, it's cancelled. Because you you can't believe in yourself. And so you can't believe in somebody who comes from the same cloth as you who's doing well. Do you know well, what I mean? even worse. Yeah. Like, you know, he, he, yeah, he's a gay black man who's doing really, really, really well. And you're a queer person who's experiencing adversity. How about you aspire to him as your North Star and Thank make yourself you. better? Do you know what I mean? How about you Rather than trying to, to tear somebody down. I don't get that. And then like on top of that, it's like, oh yeah, and all these corporations are quiet and all these um, uh, people who've been coming to our shows are quiet. Well, the people who came to your shows paid. There what did go. you do with that money? I hope you paid taxes because I'm telling you, I, I'm telling you, I'm, I, okay. Go, what are you telling him? I pay my taxes. Yeah. I don't know who else does, okay? Yeah. Like, I, do you know what I mean? Like, what did you do with your money? Do you know what I mean? So you want to you wanna come for these people and say, oh, you've been coming to our shows and then now you're you not know, doing you anything. Tickets. They bought you a ticket. They, tip, same sh- they saw a show. They were courteous enough. Yeah, and then they left. What more do you they want? They dipped. What more do you want? They need to go back to the lives. And you as know, far you, as these, like... Probably, wait. You probably gave them a nice escape from their lives. Exactly. And then as far as um, corporations are concerned, how plugged into the Matrix are you? This is something that baffles me that in today's day and age, people look to corporations for um, justice. Mm. I don't get it. VH1, um, BBC. Do you think RuPaul's Drag Race is the only show that they're putting on? If the money's good and if the story is going to grab enough headlines, they will put on an anti-drag documentary on. Yeah, yeah, of course. They'll hold an anti-drag interview. They probably already have done. Yeah. Why? Because they because their job isn't to protect drag queens. Their job is to broadcast entertainment or information. You know, they, so people they, stay in jobs as well. Yeah, or the, the, so that they can um, put all viewpoints out there. Mm. Do you know? Do you know what I mean? Isn't life isn't as clear cut as people want to Everyone make it out to life be? Life is black and white, but it's not at all. And also, like social. <laughs> activism is not right to your MP I said this I went to a conference and somebody said this to me they're like oh yeah this is happening and this discourse and this person's doing this and there's so many problems blah 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 I let them run I just kept quiet I was like yeah cool yeah that's really bad I was like have you written to your MP the blood from their face drained there you go because guess what that's more than a post yeah no way you have to do more than a post you have to do more than a post Mm -hmm. to make actual change how about that how about that, Akram? How about that? And you're right. And we should do an episode on this uh, mm. about being plugged into the Matrix. Mm. Whoa. The level of plugged in? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Funny. So, like, for me, like, as you know, as a drag artist, it's like, well, okay, well, what can I do? But uh, right now, what I, the best that I can do in well, order to help with this, sure. to, yes, <laughs> this is what I was going to say. Uh, you, you took the words right out of my mouth. It's social responsibility. Right now, my job is to do the best that I can possibly do 
so that it's not my idea to protect myself it's other people's idea to protect me there you go for them to be like be good enough no we need this be good and worthy because enough yeah because be it's protected. like it's fun to be like yeah i'm a queen and yes miss mama boots and yeah i'm gonna get on drag race and she's on drag race and we're not gonna that's all fun and games but at the at the, the core of it you're an artist and artists have point of view and somebody should look at you and say, do you know what? We need this person's point of view. That is what births stars. And I'm not saying that I'm a star. I'm not at all. difficult in Britain. I, well, yeah. It's, That's it's a not. story for another time. <laughs> no, no, but like, well, you say that, but we we have some of the biggest stars in the world that have come from this nation, babe. Yeah. Yes, granted, they were all made in America. No, Once we exported them, I'm Adele, talking, but I'm, you know. I'm talking about drag. Like, you, you know, you need to be worthy enough, like and to have that protection no i i think that's my view though i, I you know i think there's all levels um in which you can do i mean i mean drag's quite broad not everybody who does drag wants to be an artist not every um person who does drag wants to be on stage even though they might say it they might not they don't yeah. they don't really want to like i i think um i don't think drag gives out participation awards do you know what i mean like um, this space for everybody and everybody can do it, but you know, not everybody has to do it at the same level. But what I'm saying, what I'm talking about is in terms of levels, I'm talking about the ones who are performers, the ones who are on stage, because although it seems like drugs everywhere, the ones who are on stage and the ones who are doing it, uh, and, and more so even uh, the ones who are doing it on a mainstream level, there's not that many at no, all. No, 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 no. There's not at all. So I'm just, what I'm saying is for them lot to continue doing who, what they're doing and being that beacon so that um, they are protected and in them being protected, the rest of us are. Well, I will protect you all <laughs> because my mom, I'm a huge drag fan. And yeah, it's not going anywhere, babe. Oh, it's not because I'm <clears throat> here. Yes. Because of me. It's all because of you. You're RuPaul. That's why we hate you. Well, yeah. Maybe I should just go and fucking drink some more chai <laughs> with my friends. Do you know what I mean? Messiah. Tea drinker. God, how dare I? Well, Disgusting piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, that's all the time we've got for today. I'm sorry. This episode has become longer than anticipated. But uh, do you know what? Love you guys. Love yourselves. I'm sorry if our opinions are conflicting slash insulting. Um, feel free to cancel us but you know what we love you but, but you, you don't, don't love me. me go see Lady Bushra's drag shows or not bye. bye thank you for listening to the You Don't Love Me podcast with Amir and Amir for all the latest happenings you can follow us on Instagram at You Don't Love Me Boys that is at You Don't Love Me Boys <laughs>